You're listening to the Joy Farmer Podcast, Episode 4. If you want to experience more joy in your everyday, create space to grow and raise all of your farm dreams, and fully honor who you are and what you value, then this podcast is exactly where you want to be. I'm Bev Ross, and I cultivate joy on my farm in the most surprising of places, and I can help you do the same. Welcome to the Joy Farmer Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Joy Farmer Podcast. I'm your host, Bev Ross, and today we're going to talk about developing habits for the purpose of bringing us more joy. So we're just going to dive right into it. What's a habit? A habit is basically something that we can do without having to think about it. Habits can become so ingrained in our daily lives that they require little mental effort on our part, which is a good thing. Because many people believe that they can make improvements that they want to make to their lives through willpower. And some will even go so far as to cast judgment on those that they perceive to have little willpower, which is kind of unfortunate. Because science says that having to constantly rely on willpower to make it through the day is not really the way to go. It turns out that using your willpower is kind of like flexing a muscle. If you flex it over and over again, it gets fatigued, which means you're going to have a harder and harder time making decisions as the day goes on. And you can read more about that at a link that is going to be in the show notes over at joyfarmerpodcast.com slash zero four. I linked to a really great PDF from APA.org all about willpower and how it's limited. But basically, what we're really going to talk about today is how you can set your life up so that you can rely on habits to do the things that you want to do without having to think about it. Because you're more likely to have some willpower left in the tank for when things catch you off guard if you can do this. And let's face it, something always comes up that wants to distract us from what we really want. Am I right? Yeah, I'm right. So here's an example of a situation in my own life that maybe some of you can relate to. So like you heard in episode three, I say that I want to have a successful market garden. So basically, I want to be a market gardener. But the truth is, I have a lot of projects on my plate and other farm things constantly vying for my attention. And I know that in order to have a great market garden, I need to do a lot of things. And those things include plant enough seeds, water regularly, fertilize appropriately, keep the weeds away, prune and care for plants, make sure mulch levels are right, harvest at the right time. And oh my gosh, it is so many things. It kind of feels a little overwhelming. I mean, I kind of started breathing a little rapidly just reading that list. (laughs) So maybe listening to it did the same thing to you. But anyways, what happens is I think, well, wouldn't I rather go snuggle baby goats or pet my donkeys or laugh at the ducks or maybe watch chicken TV than do all that work? And the answer is yes. Yes, you bet I would rather go do those things. They sound like a lot more fun, don't they? But the truth is, I really do want to be a market gardener. 
because there are a lot of benefits to that for myself personally and as a goal that I'm working on towards creating my farm. Like this is something that I really truly want to do, even though some of it's not necessarily going to be fun. And if I have to fight all of that temptation of baby goat snuggling and donkey petting every time something needs to be done in my garden, my willpower tank is going to be empty by 8 a.m. every day. And here's something else that you should know about this. I'm already well aware of all the reasons why I should take care of my garden. So I don't need to spend any time learning about gardening or learning why I should do my market garden to try to convince myself to take the action that I know that I need to take to be a market gardener. I mean, some of the reasons why I should want to do it is that I've invested a lot of money and time in it. And this is a big goal. I want to reach it. And think of all the joy I'll be harvesting during the really fun parts of gardening. I mean, gardening is is really personally fulfilling for me. So it's not all work. So I don't want to make that list sound like it's all work. But the truth is, knowing all of those things is just not enough. And I think sometimes what happens is when we know what we really should be doing, but we don't do it, it can actually make things worse mentally because now you've kind of piled guilt on top of feeling like a giant failure because I can't make myself go outside and drag the hose to the garden. Do you get what I'm talking about? I'm sure that you've felt that feeling too. So what do we do about it? Well, we make being the person that we want to be a habit. And we do this by building micro habits. In my example, I want to be a market gardener. So I need to develop the habits a market gardener has. And you might be asking, well, what does a market gardener do? Well, they develop their planting system so they can plant the right amount at the right time. They check on their plants often enough so they can determine their needs. They make gardening part of their everyday lifestyle, not just something that they do for fun or self-care. And they make spending time with their garden a habit, and that includes using the tools that they use for planning their garden and their seeds and their starter pots or actually being in their full-on gardens. Those are all things that market gardeners do. And if it sounds like a lot, bear with me for a minute. So I learned how to develop habits for myself from a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And if developing habits to become that person that you envisioned in episode three is something that you want to do, I highly recommend picking up this book. I'll link to it in the show notes. So now we're going to talk about micro habits and the elements of creating a habit that you can truly embrace. A micro habit is something that requires minimal motivation or energy to complete. You want to start with micro habits because if you try to take on too much change at once, it can become too overwhelming. And a great example of this for my example of being a market gardener is say I decided that the habit I was going to take on was spending three hours gardening a day when I typically do zero. We're currently pretending it's January and I haven't done anything in my garden yet. (laughs) In fact, let's pretend like I haven't even ordered seeds. So it would be hard to fit that three hours of gardening in, right? I mean, yeah, I could start working on a garden planner I could get my seeds ordered, 
I could be washing pots. I could be setting up my greenhouse shelves. There's a ton of things that I can do to work on my garden in January. But do you think I might burn out a bit going from zero time in the garden to full-on winter gardening? I mean, probably. But, you know, it really depends on what else is going on in my life. It is January after all. Maybe I'm bored, but (laughs) the truth is I'm never bored around here. (laughs) So for my example, a better place to start or a micro habit would actually be, say, making walking into the greenhouse every day a habit. I mean, twice a day would probably be better, but we're going to start small. It's January in Ohio, and there's not a lot happening in there, and we've got time to build our micro habits, so we're just going to make it once a day. So here's where we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of habit building. According to Atomic Habits, in order to truly build habits that you can integrate into your daily life, it needs to have four elements. It needs to be obvious, it needs to be attractive, it needs to be easy, and it needs to be satisfying. So for my example of being a market gardener, my first micro habit, walking into the greenhouse every day, is it obvious? Well, my greenhouse is right smack in the middle of my yard. I walk by it every day after walking the donkeys to their pasture, so it seems pretty obvious to me. And is it attractive? Well, I like my greenhouse. In January, it's warm and cozy in there, so yeah, it kind of sounds like an attractive stop. And is it easy? Well, it's on the way. So yeah, easy peasy. Check, check, check. And is there anything more satisfying than telling yourself you're going to do something and actually doing it? I think not. So this definitely checks the satisfying box for me personally. So I think we've got a really good micro habit to start with. But how are we going to make this micro habit into something bigger? Luckily, I actually did this. So now I'm going to share the exact process and free tool that I made for you so that you can develop habits in the same fashion. So what I did was I used a habit tracker. It's a piece of paper. It has some circles on it. And I made one just for you that you can download for free at joyfarmerpodcast.com slash 04. I promise you it has more than just circles on it, but you can kind of get the idea. I think you're starting to envision it in your head. So on the left-hand side, it's got some lines where you can write in the micro habits that you want to develop. And across the top, you can fill in the dates or the day of the week or however you want to track your micro habits. You can write that across the top. And this is what I did to start developing my own habits. When I completed a habit on a day, I filled in the corresponding circle. The circle has a dashed line in it. So when you start building AM and PM habits or say habits that need to be done twice a day, you can fill in just half of the circle that corresponds with the time of day. So for example, uh, one of my habits was eventually walk into the greenhouse twice a day. So when I did the AM, I filled in the first half of the circle. When I did the PM, I filled in the other half. And There were totally days on there where I forgot to do it in the morning and only the PM half got filled in. That's totally fine. It was really nice to have a visual at a glance of like how I actually did on the habits that I'm working on. So after two weeks, I got to stare satisfied at the full paper of circles or partial circles. 
And then I can make a new tracker with the next micro habit that I wanted to work on. It's a really simple system. It's not a lot of pressure. I've really, really enjoyed building habits this way. And to progress micro habits, all you do is just think of the next logical step that takes you the direction that you want to go. So for me, I wanted to be a market gardener. I started with going in the greenhouse daily and then twice a day. And then I added making sure that I did something in there, like made plant tags or prepped soil blocks, or maybe I even sowed a few seeds. I made it something small, like five to 10 minutes tops, because I wanted to make it part of AM and PM chores. Remember, I'm trying to make it obvious, easy, and satisfying. Then I started watering in the greenhouse daily. And then I added fertilizing weekly. And if you're looking to just make a weekly habit, I put X's in the circles that I'm not going to use. That way they aren't glaring empty at me, making me feel uncomfortable. I know that those aren't circles that need to be filled in because I X'd them out. Or you could like color them in with a different color or something like that, whatever you want to do. Then I added walking the garden as well as doing those things in the greenhouse. Because, you know, at this point, I've got plant babies growing in the greenhouse, but it's time to start making being in the actual garden part of my habits. Then I added pulling a handful of weeds every time I walked the garden to my habits. And this week, I'm going to start working on pulling a bucket of weeds every time I walk the garden. Then eventually, I'll start making checking on the plants as part of my daily habits. So I don't really have a whole lot of plants in there yet because we've still been having frosts, but... The kinds of things I'm going to be looking for when I'm checking on my plants is, you know, do they need fertilizing or pruning or pest control, or maybe I need to drag the hose out and water. And if they do, my habit is actually going to be to add it to my planner so that I can make sure I don't forget it. The goal is not to try to do it with my AM and PM chores. That would be stacking on too many things and start getting overwhelming. The next thing I'll add will be bringing a basket with me during my walk so that I can harvest while weeding and checking on everything. And this habit stacking in the garden is going to continue until we're just, you know, in August and everything is crazy. And then I'll start actually building habits to start establishing the fall garden. So it'll get to continue. And now being in my garden is just a part of who I am. So even if nothing makes it to the market this year, I'm a market gardener because I'm doing the things that I need to do to develop my market gardening skills. Remember, anytime we're doing something that we've never done before or being someone that we've never been, we have to do new things. And we're not always going to do it right. So you may not find success the first time, but that's okay. Keep going and keep trying and you will eventually. And you can use the same tracker and the same system that I've just laid out to build whatever identity you want to have. So let's talk about that for a moment. How can you adapt this to work for whatever habits you want to develop? Well, we have to remember the four elements that make a habit able to be something that we can succeed at. We have to make it obvious, we have to make it attractive, we have to make it easy, and we have to make it satisfying. And now what you need to do is decide how you're going to set your habits up so that they fit into this framework. Like 
My example for obvious was that my greenhouse was right smack in the middle of my backyard. Well, that might not be the case for you. So you may need to start by making whatever your greenhouse is. I'm not saying that you want to work in a greenhouse, but whatever your thing is that you need to go out to and be in every day to start being that person that you want to be, you might have to make it obvious. And so that might mean rerouting the way that you do your morning chores or figuring out how to make it something that you stumble over every morning. Like, I have a friend and a coworker that wanted to make exercise a part of her daily habit. She makes her exercise clothes something that she has to stumble over every morning when she gets out of bed. And that is her trigger for her that she needs to put them on. And then because she's put them on, she's like, oh, yeah, I don't want to have to take these off without having exercised. So then she goes and does her exercise because she's made it obvious that that's what she wants to do. So sometimes we have to get a little creative with these um, to kind of figure out how to make our habits work within those frameworks. And we can continue to talk about that over on Instagram. But we could really just like go through examples for forever. And I don't necessarily want to do that. So you want to make it attractive. That means that you want to make it something that you want to do. And my best advice for this is to take a look at that vision that you put together for episode three. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, go do that and write out what you envision just a normal everyday day to be, that gives you a good start for what kind of habits you actually want to do. This is where this is where you really find it. Um, and the next is you want to make it easy. So that means you need to remove any barriers that would stop you from being able to do this habit. It doesn't necessarily mean that the habit has to be something that's always easy peasy. It's just If you look at it and you think, oh my gosh, that's so hard. I'm never going to be able to do that. Well, what's making it hard? And maybe you can remove some of those things so that you can make it a little easier and make it satisfying. It needs to be something that at the end of it, you feel really good. So I hope that that helps. The habit tracker that I developed has space to work on 10 habits at a time, but don't feel obligated to use the whole thing. Trust me, that can feel a little overwhelming if you're not used to microhabits. Just do like five. That'll be totally fine. Don't feel pressured to use the whole thing at once. But I use the whole thing because I'm constantly tweaking what like daily habits I want to have and that I want to develop. Currently, some of the things that I'm working on is getting out of bed at 6 a.m. I want to read for just five or 10 minutes every morning. I want to do some yoga every morning and not just like the exercise part of yoga. I want to make the rest of a full yoga practice like really part of my morning. So sometimes it'll just be laying there and listening and that's okay. I want to start biking three times a week because I really feel good when I get on my bike. I want to read to both of my kids every night. I do that a lot, but sometimes things happen and you slip out of your habits. So whenever that happens, I just get right back on them. And I also want to have a piece of fruit with breakfast. These are all small things that I want to try on and see how they feel, see how they fit. And if it turns out that they don't, I'll just cross them off and try on a new habit. It's a piece of paper, so you can print it over and over again. 
don't be shy about tossing it in the worm bin or compost pile and starting over. Don't feel stuck to this piece of paper. You can print a new one. If you mess up or if something happens, you don't like the way it looks, just make a new one. It's okay. You 100% have my permission to use the habit tracker this way. (laughs) So before we wrap up, like I mentioned earlier, things are going to come up that might make you stumble while you're working on your habits. And that's okay. I mean, sometimes they're going to be big things and you're going to abandon all of your habits. But by having this tool, this habit tracker, you can get back on it when you're ready. And the minute you realize that you're off your habit track, that's okay. You might not be ready to start it back over. This will be here and waiting for you and ready for you whenever you're ready to get started on them again, because I'm currently doing this myself. You might know that I added two bottle baby goats to my farm in the last few weeks, and they ended up getting really sick. And caring for them really threw me off all of my habits. Actually, it was worrying about them that threw me off of my habits more than actually caring for them. It turned out they didn't actually need a whole lot of extra care, but I did a whole lot of extra worrying. (laughs) So I spent a lot of time just sitting there in the barn with them. And that's okay. That was what I needed in that moment to make me feel better. But uh, because of this, I've kind of been a little bit of a mess the last few weeks because I haven't had my habits. And I'm slowly but surely working on building them all back up again. So I don't want you to feel bad if, you know, two or three weeks or even a whole month goes by and you realize that you've been eating toast for breakfast and you meant to grab apples. Like, that's okay. Things like that are going to happen. Things are going to come up. But when it does, you just come back here, you print your tracker, you write your habit that you want to have down, color in your circles, you get bonus points if you use pretty colors or sparkles, and feel good about how awesome you are for working towards being the person that you want to be. So that's it, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope that you found this habit building episode extremely helpful This has been one of the biggest things that I've done for myself to create more joy and find more joy in my life, and I truly hope that it does the same thing for you. So until next time, guys, farm what brings joy. Thanks for listening to the Joy Farmer Podcast. You can find links to everything we discussed today in the show notes over at joyfarmerpodcast.com. And don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at Joy Farmer Podcast.